Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Yo, Johnny Knoxville. What are these people listening to? Anything goes? <laughs> this is Mecca, and you're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. We're talking about that Check, check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, fourteen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Anything Goes podcast. I am one half of your host, Greg, aka Crazy Greg, aka Pooh Bear, and we are joined by by Alex, what as usual. Is up. This is a good one. This is it. This is it. This. Is Finally, it. we can end the podcast now. <laughs> no, we've been waiting for this one for a while. We, we have, really have since uh, since day one-ish. Yes. So we have Timmy Haskell mm-hmm. on the podcast, and he is the guy. He is. Google his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Psycho Clan. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy that, honestly, I've, uh, I kind of want to say I looked up to for the past... Yeah. 15, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Realistically, he, he knows what uh, he's doing. Yeah, so he runs haunts in New York City, mm-hmm. and now really all over. Yeah, he's he's been out there. He came from Atlanta, right, right to New York, and and took over New York City. Literally, yeah, for sure. And he actually was one of the first people to ever start an escape room. Yes, and we went to it. Yes, he opened up the first and- one. I'll tell you, that's what made me fall in love with them. Yeah. Huh? I love escape rooms. So fun. very competitive, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh man, there's so many like stories linked to this. Yes. But I'll, uh, <laughs> this would be a long episode if we talk yes. about all the stories. We're going to have to like do one down the line. Yeah. I'm I mean, just... we'll definitely talk a little bit about it now, but. Yeah. So, uh, so Timmy's the guy. He, he really, really is. And, and this has to be like 15 years ago. He did Nightmare. Yes. And he had one in each borough. Of New York City. Yes, yes, yes. And we actually watched a Mets playoff game, and we watched the Mets lose. <laughs> of course. And then we went to... The Staten Island one, The Staten right? Island yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually at Seaview Hospital. Okay, right. Yeah, and it was like in one of the buildings there. Oh, man. And ever since then, we were hooked. We were like, man, this is so different. Mm-hmm. It's like interactive, immersive, just... It's not just like a regular walkthrough haunt. Right, right. They put it's you in it. You're like... A character. Yes. Yes. Well, their character, like the the actors yeah and you like the storyline yeah it's like about you so yes. we loved it and we were hooked and well i did i remember when i did year one of killers we went to it mm-hmm. and that's where i really got like hooked we went to nightmare before that yes yes but yep when i did year one of killers and they had dexter mm-hmm. i lost it mm-hmm. i was like kill me can you kill me please <laughs> i'll be the participant can yeah. you kill me i lost it yeah so, and I don't know, we we always, like, had, like, an it factor thing for Tim. We saw him, we were like, man, like, this guy is, mm-hmm. like, he does it. He does what we want. Yes. And we Every need time to- we'd go, we'd be like, you could tell when you would walk through the haunt that he had, like, a passion for it. It wasn't just like, okay, yeah, let's do a haunted house. It was right. like, I got to put work into it. Mm-hmm. And then every year, every single year he did it for, this is 21 years now, mm. always different. Yes. He would completely tear down yeah. 
and new theme, new story, new rooms, new characters, new everything. Which was definitely not easy for him and for everybody involved. No. And I'm sure very stressful, which he may or may not have shown at times, (laughs) which is rightfully so. Yes, yes. (laughs) And you did not help. You and Joe did not help. (laughs) (laughs) But also, Mm -hmm. it's... A haunt, when he does his haunt and his shows and his production and his immersive, whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a must-see. You can't miss it. Yeah. Because it's not like another haunt where it's yes, like, oh, we'll get next there this year. year. Yeah, we'll get there next year. Right. This, if you miss it, you'll never get to see it, experience, right. know what it was. Like, right. that's it. You miss it. And it's like, oh, you didn't go that year. I know. Oh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been so mad if someone was like, you should have went. They had Dexter. I'd been like, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We yep. always went to it. Every yeah. year. So then from there, we went to his other he had like shows and plays mm-hmm. and all that and we went to like a christmas production he did mm-hmm. do you remember that and like the, i do yep. yeah mm-hmm. and then you know we kind of like spoke to him after and we we're like oh you know we're a big fan of yours yes. you, you you do things right and we love what you do and then we started i was that island haunt did three years of that and then we went to another nightmare one of his and we would talk to him after yeah, we and we're like that. you know we we open up our own haunt we're inspired by you this that and i don't know one thing led to another and we started talking and you you just talked to him and somehow <laughs> yeah and then we venue managed his 10th yeah. year I anniversary worked the box office yeah yeah you did and mm-hmm. it's crazy that was the moment when i remember i was standing on the steps and I took the picture. That picture yeah. I have of you guys. And I was like, wow, like we made it in the... Like this is where you always wanted to be. Haunt industry. Yeah, like yeah. to me, we made it. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's That like, was definitely, looking back, it was super exhausting as it was happening for us because we, I remember you just started a new job. Yes. And yes. you had to be like on when you were at work. Every day. Yep. And then you'd go straight there and be there till one in the morning, two in the morning, oh whatever goodness. time it was. And then go back and do it all over again. Yeah. And, and I would wake up for work at 6 a.m., go to work all day, then go straight to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like eat you said, a falafel. Do, <laughs> eat a falafel, <laughs> work nightmare until midnight, 1 a.m., right. get home By at 2 o'clock. get home, yeah. Yep. Get home at 2, get four hours of sleep. Next day, do it all oh, over man. again. And the Nightmare NYC, they were doing like five, six nights a week. It wasn't mm-hmm. just Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, and they would start at five. I remember they would do five. I think it was five o'clock. Mm. And they would do like students from five to yes, six. It was yes, like if you yes. have student ID, you could yep. get. Mm-hmm. I think it was five. It might have been. Oh, maybe it was like I got there at five, but then it started at like six or seven. Right. Yes. I don't know, but I remember five o'clock was like a thing. Like I, that's when we we did it because we loved it and yes, we had the passion I did. and yeah. But I was gonna say it was exhausting. But looking back now, it was so good. Like, it was one of the greatest times of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of shadow him and learn Uh how it all works. and It was so much fun because he loved me or loves (laughs) me, I should say. And hates, not hates, but you know. He had a love-hate relationship with us. He loved you and hated me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Which, you know, it's No, he has a soft spot for me. Yeah. I think. I but, think so too. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's like, all right, well, if Alex likes him, yeah, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, fast forward years later, and he was at our wedding. He was. That yeah. was great. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that was so great. Yeah. So, yeah, we really we got close to him, and mm-hmm. I appreciated that he gave us a chance. Yeah. When you told me that he was doing this interview, 
I was like, oh my God, yes, finally. Like we've been kind of wanting it and it's been like, I don't know, like scheduling's been weird and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But I was like, yes. Yeah, was like, well, he's busy. He has so much going on. Well, I know exactly. Yeah. And even now he has two haunts going, one it's Sleepy crazy. Hollow, one in, in Manhattan. Which is crazy because we've done Sleepy Hollow one time. Well, at least I have. I don't know if you did it no. years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, nope. we did it one time years ago. Right. And it was so good yeah 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 i think and, it was just like we didn't expect it to be as good as it was right kind of thing. yeah our expectations weren't yeah you know but we're a little they, bit lower they but haven't done it since then yeah and it's now crazy. they brought timmy and they reached out to him i and mean hired who him and, exactly so uh yeah the man does it all and then he did these intimate like immersive shows yes that i don't know it's just so different He's, he has a strange mind that, that Timmy Haskell. He does. He does. Yeah. Which is funny because if like when you talk to him or you hear him talk, you're like, you wouldn't think that these crazy things come out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. In the best way possible. Right. Which is why we all get along so well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> True. No, it is. It, it yeah. really is. And I don't know. We, we love him. We're a big fan. Yes. And even before we worked with him, became friends with him, we always went out and supported what he did. Yeah. Always. They're yeah. like, yes, they're doing it again this year. Yep, yep, yep. And he has a, a legit following. Mm-hmm. Look at him still doing his thing over 20 years later. I love later. it. Yes. I love it. I love to see it. I feel like this year was re- he's like really back into it. Yeah. And I got really excited about it. And he's doing two of them. I know. Crazy. Yep. Don't stop. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you guys get out and support Timmy Haskell and Psycho Clan. Mm-hmm. And like we said, he has two haunts going this, this season. The one in New York City is called Nightmare Dollhouse. I love that Nightmare is like back. Yep, yep, they are. And the Sleepy Hollow one is the Horseman Terrorizing Chaos at Sleepy Hollow. I like it. And we actually stayed over in Sleepy Hollow. We we did. We stayed in the Haunted Hotel. Yeah. And I feel like I scared the heck out of the (laughs) the two of you, Uh, you and Joe. Yeah. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Sybil. Sybil. That was the ghost's name. She I looked up the whole the, history of it, yeah, where we, she would appear. And we read the backstory as we were driving. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was good stuff. It, it was. was fun. And a lot of this just, a lot of people's scares and Halloween every year, just thanks to Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. And he did the full bunny contact Easter. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We did that. That was fun. That was... That was very different and fun. Yes. Like, it was like... I remember I went, and I was there just to kind of, like, watch it and, you know, just kind of... Not experience it, but just watch it. And I was like, this is so funny. And mm-hmm. fine, this was right up your alley, because it was like, the bunnies pretty much got to wrestle. I mean, they weren't supposed to, like, be physical, physical, but they were pretty much... It was like in a wrestling cage. Right. And, so the concept of it was that it was a... Easter, like, yes. carnival game. Yeah. And they had all games around, like, carnival-type games around. Right. And then in the middle of the venue was, like, literally a steel cage mm-hmm. with turf, And it was an Easter egg hunt. Yes. And the people would come into the cage, and they'd have, like, I think 90 seconds with mm-hmm. an Easter basket yeah. to pick up as many Easter eggs they can. Right. And inside each Easter egg is a prize when they open it up. So at right. the end of 90 seconds, whatever eggs they have in their basket, they open up and that's the prize they win. They like they go win. to the booth and win. Yeah, and back. they redeem yeah. prizes. But my job with one other oh person, two bunnies, we had bunny costumes and we had to knock the eggs out of their hands and their, so co- pretty much and their he would, baskets. He was pretty much like, you know, wrestling <laughs> Yeah, people. it was kind of like the Grinch when he would steal presents. Oh, it's so funny. So we were just... Knocking the eggs out of the hands and the baskets. And you would let them get a bunch and then just knock it out of their hands. Oh, yeah. Within like the last 10 seconds, I would just 
That's the way to do it, though. Yeah, their baskets would be empty. I mean, if you think about it. And then everybody online would be watching through the gate, this cage. (laughs) And I'd be doing, like, wrestling poses and Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels in the Easter Bunny. So they didn't know it was me. And people were booing me. I have a question. Timmy agreed to put you in this costume and Uh, have you in there? I don't think he realized what he was getting himself into putting me in there. I think a little bit. I think he might have. (laughs) But I got to say, I had the the crowd amped up. Yes, I'm sure it was... Memorable. And they were so excited to go in there and, and verse like, me in I'm this. I'm going to get them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was legit yeah, steel cage match. Yeah. And I was defending my eggs. Yeah. And nobody was getting those eggs. Nobody. So yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I remember I would start rounds. Like, I would, like, pick up an egg and go and hand to them. And I would, like, throw it on the floor. That's and, hysterical. Yeah. Do, like, the go to shake their hand. And... Yeah, yeah. And I would do, like, this John Cena, you can't see me. And, oh, man. Oh, man. People were... were they were going wild watching. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I was there that night. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only went, I think, one or two times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we went first to hang out, and then we went back to, like, work oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of fun things he just comes up with and does. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because we, like, uh, we visualize things like, oh, man, I wish we could do this. It'd be so much fun. It. Yes, exactly. And he visualizes it, and it, he brings it to life. No. So, man, Timmy... Let's go in business together. <laughs> I would love it. He's, oh, right. he's just a mastermind mm-hmm. behind all of this. Yeah. So, and he's he's a down to earth guy. He's, oh, yeah, yes, he's, he's the best. One of us. Yes, yeah. I always enjoyed mm-hmm. talking to him. He always like, he was a comfortable conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's get into the interview with, with Tim. Let's do it. And he tells a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of it was stuff that I've always wondered and, a lot of it is just yeah. him talking about what he does. Right. So it's super interesting. And make sure you get out and support this year. Yes, Either go. New York City or Sleepy Hollow or both. Because yes. you won't regret it. No. Ever. You will never regret going to a Nightmare production. Nope. ever. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anything else? No, I think that's it. I'm actually just excited yeah. to see what's in store. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, let us know if you've ever been to Nightmare before. What year yeah. you've been because yes. every year is different. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, and what your favorite one was. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Once again, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We are right here in Halloween season. Yeah. So, super honored to have Timmy on on the podcast. Definitely. It's definitely something I'm like, okay, that that was an episode that we knew we always wanted. Yes. From like the beginning. Yes, yes. And from here, we next is Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's the only other person. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, once again, I am Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, and you are... And I am Alex. All right, Alex. So until next week, which will be October... Yes, it will. Finally. Be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Enjoy Timmy. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at AnythingGoesPodNY, on Twitter at AnythingGoesNY, and shoot us an email at AGPodNY at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Because anything goes with Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home!
Welcome, welcome, welcome. What I would say is our biggest Halloween haunt episode that we have ever done. Uh, this episode is the one that I've been hoping to do since we started this podcast up three years ago. I just wanted to make sure we were solidified as a legitimate podcast before we asked this guest to be on the show. He built himself quite the resume over his last 20 plus years in the haunt industry. He is a writer, a director, a haunt owner, and an all-around great guy. He's been scaring people for many years, and now he can add his biggest accomplishment and say he was a guest on the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. <laughs> so, Timmy Haskell, welcome. Top of the resume. Top of the resume. <laughs> you officially made it. I finally did it. Hey, how, how are you doing, Greg? Doing well. Doing okay. well. Super excited to have you. Um, I'm, I'm uh, lukewarm about being here. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Me and, I'm have, excited. me and you kind of have a history together, and I love it. Uh-huh. Do you want me to share that history with your with your listeners? <laughs> yeah. So uh so we me myself and Alex, we worked for Nightmare NYC for your 10th year anniversary in yeah. New York City. And, well, here's one little story about you guys working for me um on the 10th year anniversary is that I remember on a very busy night, um, you and Joe and well not Alex, because she she behaves herself did some WWF wrestling right in front of my audience doing some <laughs> suplexes and some, uh, you know, what, what's the one where you jump off the ropes without the, the arm? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? Well, first of all, we had no idea you were there to, to see that. <laughs> and second of all, we we're just trying to entertain the the, the, the guests. They certainly <laughs> were. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, I'm glad that's still, that's still a standout moment for you. <laughs> it is. That's great. So, uh, first of all, where'd your, your love of, of Haunted House and, and horror come from? I mean, my origin story <laughs> uh, <laughs> truly does come from uh, when I was seven and my older sister was nine. We went to a local haunt in Georgia where I'm from. And I wanted to go in so badly because she was with her friends. And I thought all her friends, you know, you know, I, you know, I was seven, little boy. You know, I thought they were old women <laughs> and I wanted them to like me. So I went in and I bailed out at the very first room. Couldn't make it. And I, <laughs> I bowed from that day forward to uh, make haunted houses my Mount Everest. I've, I have climbed that mountain many times since then. That's a great story. I never knew that. Oh yeah. That's so funny. And, and I uh, do, but then, you know, I, because of that, I, I, developed a very strong uh, love for them. I'm, they thoroughly entertain me, yeah. no matter how bad they are. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy. And Psycho Clan, who came up with that name? I love it. You know, it was there was a, a couple of us. You know, I, I've always been the leader of this team, but there was a couple on my producing team from like 2003. We didn't actually have a name yet because it was just me at first, and then I had some producing partners. And I genuinely, I know people say this, but I genuinely don't recall who. I think it was a lot of names being thrown around, maybe Psycho something or something clan. And I, you know, somehow we just came up with that name. But it was, you know, it was not how we produced initially. For two years, I didn't have it. It was just Tim Haskell Presents. Yeah. Huh? But then we came up with uh, Psycho Clan Presents. It's such an awesome name. Yeah, that's pretty good. It is. It's, yeah. And uh, so, so you ran Nightmare for over 20 years. You created yeah. and produced a dark house. I can't see. This is real. 
You've built haunted experiences for Central Park, Coney Island, even got linked up with Kellogg's store for a new flavor of Pop-Tarts in Union Square. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a ridiculous job. How did that happen? Same way that Sleepy Hollow that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this year happened, or a couple of other projects happened. It's, you know, people stumble upon the Psycho Clan website and contact us and, you know, see if we're available to do something. And uh, in the case of Kellogg's, you know, the money wasn't bad. And it was, <laughs> I mean, it was about the easiest job you could possibly do. I, yeah, I had to create like a, like a literal four room experience and part, as part of this like press opening and their okay. Kellogg store in Union Square, which I don't even know if that it still exists. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, they uh they were introducing a new flavor i don't know what it was but i know that the the storyline as it was was that you had to find like the mummy and like look inside the mummy's sarcophagus and see and find a piece and find the 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 vampire's like coffin and inside there was a piece you had to find four pieces of a picture that formed okay. the pop tart and then if you form the pop tart you put it on this like alter and then you got a pop tart (laughs) (laughs) that's cool i mean it's something different oh it was whatever it it took me three days to do yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so between the nightmare and dark house i can't see this is real you did santastical you did all these the the full bunny bunny, contact which you were also bunny contact that was a that was a lot of fun that was a good one yeah that was tons of fun do you have any uh, any personal favorite that you've done with Cycle Clan? Yeah, um, I mean this is real. Yeah, this is real. Was had the um, or Nightmare Killers, Nightmare Killers, or this is real are the two standouts in terms of audience response, critical response, and my personal satisfaction. Uh, those were really satisfying. Dude, that has to do anything that I actually worked those those two events. Did you work Killers? I did, yeah, I did. I worked killers. killers. I believe you. I, I I did the outside line. Oh, did oh, you weren't the manager though that that year? Uh, no, I, I was. Ten that, that was the year. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. Oh, that's why Steve Copeland. Yes. That was his first year with me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I so did, he was a big did, fan. He was a big fan of your guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was. <laughs> do, do you do you still have contact with him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's um, listen, he's a good guy. Yes. Yeah. He, he was upset with me right now, but we're still we'll always be friends. All right. Well good. <laughs> but yes, I, I was part of Full Bunny Contact and I was part of This Is Real and I was part of the Killers. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why Yeah. But that's more because it's more recent in my head. That was two thousand seventeen. So yeah. Pillars right. was like two thousand what? Two thousand ten? Two thousand no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your inspiration to write from? All these stories and scripts and uh from you mostly. I just think about I channel you and like think about like what would Greg do, you know, and then I try to make it a little worse than that because what you want to do is it would be too good and people would not think that it was mine. So right. I that's my process. Interesting. How do I come up with it? Um <laughs> You know, I'm a writer and director, so I, you know, it's part, a part, what do I think the audience would really like to see and part what, what I really like to work on. You know, people say, oh, you did Killers twice. Well, I did Killers 1 and Killers 2, and they were, um, like, 
a completely different show both times. Yeah. The theme was the same, but like they were not the same haunts. Not one room was the same same room as the year before. But that was the only time I, I repeated a theme. Mm. But yeah, I pretty much do something different every year. So I'm doing Dollhouse this year. And the way that one came about was I've been wanting to do like a, like a roadside oddity for years. Like I just thought it'd be cool like on some country road, you come upon a, a, a sign that says like Doll Museum. And then you go and you pay a ticket and you go in there. It's like five bucks. Everything is automated. The only person that works there is the person who takes your tickets and they're an unsavory character. And then you go around, you push buttons for things. Mm. You know, it's generally like creepy and unsettling. And people talk about like, oh man, I stopped off this thing like on the road. I don't know. I just, I just thought that'd be a really fun thing to own. It's like, oh, I got this roadside oddity in, in addition to this cheese shop and in addition to this escape room and in this hot house. I got this thing in the middle of nowhere. So I've always wanted to do it. So I was like, well, let me begin the process with like doing it as a haunted house first. So this is sort of the testing ground for a larger year round, you know, attraction. That's interesting. Very cool. And you have that dollhouse and you also have the horseman terrorizing chaos and sleepy hollow. Yep. Yep. So that one's cool. Uh, terrorizing chaos, the village of sleepy hollow has not had a haunt since 2019, which I think was called horses hollow. And from all accounts, was pretty good. But we, uh, we actually we actually went to that. Was it good? It was good. Yeah, it was. It was a long walk through too. It was I remember an outside trail that houses set up that you walk in. It was like a 30, 35 minute walk through, okay. and it was good. Yep. But it was a conventional, you know, walk through haunted house. It wasn't so like okay. immersive. And you... I heard it had a colonial theme, did it not? The what? A colonial like. It did. Yes. Yes. Well, that's something. Yeah. That's not usually what you see. Yeah, right. So anyway, they—they they, I guess the company that did that, who I, I, I'm not familiar with, they, um, they because of the pandemic, they didn't do it in 2020. And like with a lot of events and attractions, you know, they couldn't take the hit, I mm. guess, or just lost the, the flavor for it. Maybe maybe it was more that. But, you know, they, they didn't come back. You know, obviously in 2020, 2021 was pretty, I did something in 2021. That was also challenging. Like it had, things hadn't really gotten... In terms of audience coming back, you know, the vaccine had just come out and, you know, people were just now starting to trust going out a little bit more. So even in 2021, it was, it was kind of a haul to get people to come to stuff. But 2022, it's, I think was definitely the back to normal kind of audience. Although I heard people complain about that too. So they, they needed one. I mean, it's Sleepy Hollow. So it's like you can't have. Sleepy Hollow can't not have a haunted house. Right, right, right. So they found me. So, you know, we met sort of a match made in heaven. They're really cool people. Mm. And uh, they're sort of our partners in this. And uh, nice. we're doing this thing. Opens next Friday. Cool. So do you ever reach out to people or pretty much all these companies reaching out to you? They, they reach out to me, yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, because you know, it's kind of weird. Like I've looked for like who's hiring haunted house. Like no one is because like, everyone thinks it's their thing, right? You know, right. like the, the people, the haunts, like they're not looking for someone like me because they're that person. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I would be interested. Like I've always sort of like looked out for jobs at like Universal Studios or Six Flags or what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, that's to be quite honest, you know, it's 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 nice. It's the autonomy of of running it myself is is nice. But also, you know, if they do really well, I do really well. Right. And, um, so you know. But if I do, if it does really bad, I do really bad. <laughs> I can be quite, 
yeah. that could be quite painful when you're sort of depending on things. Right, right. And then when you link up with some a company like that, who, who's in charge, like the actors and auditions and who does all that? Always me. Yeah. Always me. Got it. Um, always Cycle Clan, always me. Um, I mean, that's what they want. They want the creative right. person to be me. So, like, even if they want to produce it or whatnot, you know, they want to take care of the marketing or the ticketing or ultimately uh, they want, like, all that to be handled by me. So, so, so how I do you handle it? Bore me. I yawned. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you handle uh, act auditions and stuff? Oh, Greg, if this is airing tomorrow, uh, I would like to say in Sleepy Hollow, um, I might as well be pulling teeth at the dentist's office. It is very difficult to get a staff there. So come on, email us at sleepyhollowhaunt at gmail.com if you want to act in the, the horseman terrorizing chaos. <laughs> Holy cow. It's, it's super easy in New York City, like in, where I am. Like I got really actors to come. I can pick pick uh, who I want. Wow. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow, like, I mean, I've got some great people. The ones who come out are, are great. So, you know, I just got to piece it all together. But how do I do the auditions? Some people are surprised by the auditions. Because it's, it's more conversational. Uh, I think they think that I want them to act like a zombie or mm. slither around or, I don't know, act like a monster or something. But that doesn't really give me any information. <laughs> um, so I, the main thing I like is uh, just to see if they're the kind of person I, I would like to work with. Okay. Because um, that that goes so far with me. Mm. Um, I, I just can't stand um, people who are like, just Debbie Downers or just curmudgeons or like have the kind of personalities that everything's just like, meh, meh. Like I don't want to be around those people. Mm. And, 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 you know, I, I want to be around energetic, gung-ho, enthusiastic people. And trust me, those same personalities translate to performances out of us. I mean, I, I will have people read little um, excerpts from, cause I write scripts for these things. I'll right. have them read a little excerpt. If I like, if I'm having trouble getting to know them a little bit, but um, I'll ask. I do always. I always ask people to give me their best scream, but that's not because I want them to scream at my aunt. There's never that, but I just want to see like how out of their their shell they'll, they're willing to go. Like I want them to be courageous and confident. So usually, like screaming in front of a couple strangers is something that like okay, this person's willing to do some things, and that's why I need some people willing to do some things. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Crazy people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've seen like quant auditions and like just be a zombie and that's it. So yeah. I don't know what that gets you. Yeah. <laughs> it it gets you a zombie, I guess. Well, or and it also gets someone who might quit in, in a week. Yeah. Like, I would like to try to find out what kind of person this is. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't need to deal with your bullshit. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Of course. A- anything goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, how about how about uh oh never mind that was gonna, that's not even funny as a joke let's keep on going <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so how crazy are you to head down and rebuild and do a whole different completely different haunt every single year because that's absurd to a lot of people and oh, yeah, but we'll that's find- actually what what we love about about you and psycho clan and what keeps us coming back well i mean that and that's what keeps some people coming back too like my repeat people is like maybe 30% of my audience, my new people, you know, sometimes I, it suffers, especially if the year before was amazing and I'm still changing it the next year. Like what kind mm. of crazy is that? Like, why wouldn't I just keep on doing the amazing thing? Like what a risk. Right. 
right, right, artistically, right. like I'm a theater director, you know, this isn't really haunted houses aren't like my main thing in life. Um, I, I enjoy them, but I actually enjoy the immersive theater part of it more than anything. I enjoy the environmental theater part. You know, haunted houses are just like really like tailor made for that. So um, that's that's one of the reasons also why I got into them, because, it's, you know, artistically, they allow for you to do a lot of really cool things. So it's also important to me in that way to create it. Now, producers don't love it. I think, you know, I have to buy new things and make new things and hire new different you know people to do those things. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's stressful to them and it's financially difficult. But I do think that people appreciate it. I think yeah. it is one of these, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but there are haunts in the city that like change themselves. Like they'll be like two new rooms this year. I'm like, geez, <laughs> really? great. it's true. But to, to be honest, like when you have your, your shows and your productions, it's like, we can never miss one because we'll never see it again. Well, there you go. And, and, that's I it. That and there are people that feel the way that you do. Yeah, and we do. I need, and I'm, I'm happy that those people stick with me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I lose people because, oh, last year stunk. Well, I mean, I, I don't think any of them stink, but um, like you don't know. Like you make a right. you make a piece of art, and you don't know. You have mm-hmm. no idea whether it's going to land on all cylinders. I mean, I'm pretty good at it at this point. I've been doing it for 21 years, so it's like I I I, I don't think it ever stinks. I mean, I think, I think people just whatever. You know, it's, I always say haunted houses are like roller coasters. You're terrified of them. You're in line. You're terrified of it. Terrified of it. You go on the thing. You're screaming your brains out the whole time. And what's the first thing every kid says when they get off that roller coaster? That, that they want to go back on. No, close, but no. That was nothing. That wasn't scary. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. People are like, they're stupid. <laughs> right, right. But, but they've been screaming the whole ride. Oh, yeah. They were scared the whole time. And yeah. Like, that was not because it's like you had this moment of pathos. You got all this, the screaming, and but you survived it and you realized. It's like having getting a shot or something that doesn't hurt. You're terrified of the shot. You get the shot. You're like, oh, that wasn't that that bad. I'm I'm open to getting shots in the future now. Yeah. Like, so after you've done it, you've accomplished it. You feel a moment of courage, and then of course you have to do it again. <laughs> then you 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 get the cowardice again. But um, uh, but yeah, they uh, that's so that's so a lot of people like talk a big game about how like oh I wasn't scared, but mm. it's always you know. Like immediately after they've done it, and they're just feel they're feeling really empowered now, you know. <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Well, they actually say if you go on a date, you should ask for a second date right after you do like a roller coaster or something. Because that's when you're. Oh, is that true? Runs on that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how I suck at Alex into a second date. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is. But, uh, I've always wondered. Yeah. But no, it's true though, because we we've passed up on many haunts over the years and been like, well, they'll be back next year. Same thing, same show. You yeah, know, yeah, we're, we're not missing anything. Yeah. But but you, we, we, we can't. Yeah, we can't. And There's uh, a couple we, I'm looking forward to this year though. Yeah. I know if you heard, you know Nyctophobia in uh, it's gonna be in Brooklyn. It was in Long Island. Yeah, it's like one weekend. No. It's uh, Eric Striffler. He's a, a guy who's been a fan of ours, and I've been a fan of his. He's always very supportive of us. But he does these really cool things, and they're always different. Um, Nyctophobia. You should check it out. Yeah, no, I never heard of it. I, I mean, I don't know if it's any good this okay. year. No, nope, In the never, past, no. it's been very good. You know, Nyctophobia is the fear of the dark, so I think it's a pretty cool name. Okay. Cool. In Brooklyn, yeah, I'll check it out. All right. And even uh, the New York Times calls you the emperors of immersive ha- horror. 
Yeah, that's correct. That that's my phrase. Are you trying to say horror? Horror. It, it it's a New York thing. Horror. We, we, uh, we horror. Horror. Yeah, it, it's a New York thing. We're like pirates. <laughs> so based on that, at, at what point in your haunt career did you like step back and be like, I made it, I did it. Right now, this moment right here. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, I did it. Um, you know, I don't know the, the exact moment. You know, it's funny because, like, you know, I've been on the Today Show. I've been on Good Morning America. I've been on Wendy Williams. I've been on all these things. And those aren't necessarily what makes me feel like I, I arrived or I did it because I know why they, they have me on. Like, I have the biggest haunt. I'm the low-hanging fruit in terms of getting me there. And they just have me come on and tell Tell their audience about how oh, how can you trick out your home for haunted for Halloween? <laughs> you know, stupid shit. But you know, and I'm here, so they just get me. So I, I don't necessarily feel like terribly special because I do those things. But I guess like there's some moments like you know I did a lot of videos and how-to videos and videos about my haunts and talking mm. and and then like I mean this is gonna sound very egotistical, but it also made me think that people really care and I I, I guess I've done something that really changed them. Um, because like I have like people who like get like in line, get super excited to see me. Like it's means something like, and like, Oh, that's the guy. That's the guy. And like, you know, it's like, Oh, we come to your haunt every year. It's so, it's so great. And, uh, so I guess it's sort of like when those moments started happening, that it's like, wow, I've, I've won a lot of people have come. So that means that the odds of someone knowing my thing is, you know, gets greater every year. And, um, and to the fact that like they, uh, that it means something to them, you know, I don't really, I don't, you know, I've had a lot, I've done a lot of theater and I've got, had some really wonderful write-ups about the shows I've directed in theater and people care about my career to a degree in that way too, but nothing like with these horror things, like these, these fans, like they feel it in their bones. They really care. And that was us though. That was us. Our first part was, was the Staten Island one. You did in five boroughs. That's right. You told me that. Yeah, that was and then, yeah. That when we followed you ever ever since. That cast was insane, man. These Staten Island people, you guys are fucked. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we had we had complaints almost every day about something a Staten Island person. Really? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, they they, yeah. they yeah. I don't even want. I mean, said something really inappropriate. It usually, it usually was a yeah. saying something really inappropriate. <laughs> well, I was like. Geez. All right, buddy, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know this is hard to predict, but where do you see the future of the haunt business in, in 15, 20 years? Do you see any, any new things popping up, anything that we haven't seen yet? Or Well, I mean, I, don't, I doubt I'll be doing it in 15, 20 years, to be honest with you. I'm no, I'm no spring chicken, Greg. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I've seen some things recently. I mean, first of all, I, the audience is more willing. They've been groomed to accept more and more violence against mm. them. I mean, I saw some gimmick where you stood up against the wall and then they they drop like this seat of sh- uh, a sheet of silicone on you so that you're like imprint like, like they like, they do it just long enough so that you don't um you know suffocate. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like people are like all into. I mean, the, people are into torture porn. You know, yeah. They, they, yeah. But like a lot of these, like like what they call extreme haunted houses, which yeah, to me, I mean, I think maybe you and I have had a conversation about them before, but um, we have, yeah, you know, they like to me, it's like they they do things like 
hey guys, okay, let's get our creative meeting together. Um, how can we make someone feel like like the way you would feel if you had a gun put your in your mouth? And then someone says, I'm just spitballing here, but what if we just put a gun in someone's mouth? <laughs> I mean, it's like, to me, I'm trying to make you feel whatever that feeling is without putting a gun in your mouth. Right. Like, that's much, much harder. There's yeah. a couple of our competitors from years back who used to brag about how, like, how metal they were and how people were, were terrified and they would go in one at a time and, you know, it, you know how easy it is to scare one person? You do anything and they're terrified. The fact yeah. that they're by themselves is terif- terrifying. They probably can't right. even be with themselves at home in, in the <laughs> in dark. And I know the same, this one of these same hunts that did just one person because, you know, that probably wasn't a very economically feasible thing to do. Mm. But they, um, so they were like, okay, let's expand it to five. And they tried to do the same bit and it didn't work at all. Right. And people hated it. I, I like, know exactly which one you're talking about. Don't today. don't mention it. I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm not saying who, but I know which one, and mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, it's like it's it's really easy to scare one person. Yeah. It's easy to scare that one person if you assault them the entire time. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I actually did the one person one, and and it really wasn't scary. I mean, I did, yes, I it, was, too. it was. I was intimidating. Scared. It was intimidating. About the... Go ahead. No, it was intimidating. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but that's it right. Wasn't... Yeah, I mean, I didn't like, you know, feeling this, this, um, like how suffocating or waterboarded. Right. Like mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that. Like that, that kind of was scary. That was scary. Like they weren't wrong about that. But that, that's where I come up with my analogy about like, how do we make people feel like being waterboard? Well, why don't we waterboard? You know, right. like, well, try to do that without waterboarding. <laughs> how about that? Exactly. But you All know right. what? That one, that one is considered tame nowadays. Yeah. Like some yeah. of the things that people are doing are just fucking insane. And like, I, you know, their liability, like I'm a professional, like I, I, you know, I'm a business. I'm not trying to get sued for that kind of shit. Like I'm not trying to hurt. And I also don't want to hurt anybody. Like I really don't. I genuinely like would feel awful about that. You know, there's been some times where like, oh, a panel came out a little bit and scra- scraped someone's arm. And I'm like, oh no, I feel horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's true because I, I I've seen it I've worked for you and I know how how much you want people to just leave happy and oh, it, it goes sure. a long way. I'll I'll yell at them if they don't leave happy. <laughs> you might have seen that too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, running such a big haunt with thousands of people a night, like how do you prevent that like conga line of a haunt? Well, happen? honestly, that's it's hard. You know why I took a reprieve from nightmare because um the, the conga lines I couldn't deal with. Like yeah. the, the artistry was just out the door. And I remember one producer um, from way back was like, I was like, they aren't enjoying this. They hate it. They're not being scared because they are sitting there waiting for, the, you know, the, the scare to happen for the person that they're lined up behind. Like we already know what's happening. And they're like, oh, suck it up. It's only four nights out of the month. Mm. Every, every other performance, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to suck that up. I want everyone to enjoy those four nights, literally, or four or five nights, literally, are like half the audience. So it's like, so you, they, they say it's four nights, but I'm like, yeah, but it's also half the audience. Right. So yeah, it might be a, a tenth of the number of times we perform, but it's half the audience. And that's yeah, I understand. Right. Um, right. So So I stopped doing them. I stopped doing. That's why I did. This is real, which was eight people, mm. entire night. The eight Crazy. people, eight people went in. 
you know, there was a simulated abduction. They did it. And then we, it lasted like two hours. And then we did it again, two more times. Right. So only 24 people would do it a night. And it was amazing. And then I can't see in the dark house, the blindfolded ones we did, you know, it was like a group of five, every four or five, every 15 minutes, because I wanted them to like the group to be halfway through the event before we let another group in. Mm. Cause you just, cause that one was all about timing. Cause it was all audio and they were, everything was being triggered. So I was like, you know, and yes, those, those things didn't make me nearly as much money. Last year, Nightmare Gothic was sort of a midway point between uh, what Nightmare used to be and these intimate things that don't make any money. So like, you know, the audiences are, are you know, it expanded the audience. It got, more, you know, the, the distance between these groups is more, the size of groups is a little bit more. I mean, the distance between groups is a little bit less, but it's still, it's still boutique-y. Like there's still only a, a finite number of people that can go and see it. And I'm also someone who says when we're sold out, we're sold out. Like, I'm not like, get more in there, more, 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 fuck the actors. They'll be okay. They'll be quit. <laughs> they will quit. <laughs> right. So right. I'm like, we're sold out. That's how many we can do. And the you know, producer's always like, what the, are you serious? So I'm like, well, I am serious. And so let's maybe not do this again. <laughs> yeah, but that that's what stands yours out for, from all the rest. It really does. I just, I don't want conga lines. I yeah. want people to get the full experience. I don't want to push them through. I want them to take the time that they need. Yeah. All right. So real quick, can you play, can you play a quick game with us? It's a keep it or kill it rapid fire game. Okay, go. So I'm going to read these off and you tell us if you, you're going to keep it or you're going to kill it. Okay. So horror franchises that go past a trilogy. Uh, I guess kill it. Kill it. <laughs> All right. Uh, stores like Spirit Halloween. I'll keep it. Those keep are fun. It. Okay. Uh, chainsaws and haunted houses. Oh, kill it. That's so stupid. Yeah, uh, Alex hates them. Uh, a- animatronics. Uh, animatronics are good for bait and switch, so keep them. Okay. A remix of original horror movies. Uh, kill it. They're always bad. Okay. Uh, which you keep it or killing? In-your-face pop scares or creepy dark scene scares? Which one am I killing? The pop scares. The pop obviously. scares. <laughs> okay. Just, and which one are you keeping and killing? Greg or Alex? Oh, Greg. I'm killing Greg. <laughs> okay. And Alex. All right. Alex I, I have two. becomes my bride. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I, I have two more questions for you, and then uh, we'll, okay. we'll call it quits. But, uh, well, first of all, what, what, what would you say is the hardest, most stressful thing about running, running the haunts you do? Um, liability making sure the audiences are safe, but almost equally is whether the actors who are scheduled for that night show up. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. And uh, in a hundred years from now, right, when all this is said and done and we've moved on to better places, what do you want people to remember the name Tim Haskell as? Uh, you know, as a, you know, I've been compared to William Castle, uh, who's the filmmaker who did gimmicks and, and Barnum sometimes negatively, like making fun of me. But um, I guess I'd like for people to know that like I was a one of one and original. I kept on trying things and, uh, you know, made things that people wanted to see. All right. Very good. And anything you want to say to the, to the people who support you the past 20 plus years? You no, know, the obvious. Thank you. It, 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 amazing and i do appreciate it very good and, and where can people uh, keep up with the latest things that you're doing you know either nightmare nyc or the psychoclan.com awesome i will right, well, timmy thank you so much we really really appreciate it and Greg, thank you I, yeah 
I know. Thank you, Tim. We'll you talk soon. This. Am I? Yeah, really? You're all right. I finally found something I'm good at. <laughs> Uh, I heard you're a good father. You're I try. You're a good dad. I try. Definitely try. All right. He's good. Yeah. All right, my friend. All right, Tim. Let's talk good soon. Talk. And yeah, yeah we're, we're going to try to see you soon. We are. And we'll, we'll try to get out to, to your things this year. We always love it. I hope so. Yeah. I know you're in Jersey. That's It's all right. Listen, we... Never we, man's land. No I know, but we, we like to come support. All right, brother. All right, Tim. Be good. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.